Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. This is your secret dump for the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. I'm Moshe Kasher. I'm Natasha Legero. You already know that, though. Uh, we're having a good week. We had a rough, we had a rough start. Yeah, I got back from the woods, and um, there were moths. There were moths. That was really annoying. Moths and mice. And then and I, Moshe and Moshe. <laughs> <laughs> the three M's. Well, you just don't really keep tidy, and I kind of felt like everything was falling apart the second we got here. Well, I will say that that, and I, I had a few freakouts. Well, I will say I'm a, I am a, me- a bit of a mess of a per. I'm a mess, and um, and Natasha, there's a specific kind of like vibratory energy that I've I'd be- become able to identify when something is bad in the house. <laughs> That it's like a little scary. Like, did you ever see Mother, De- Mother, Mommy Dearest? You, <laughs> I become like Joan Crawford. No more wire hangers when like yeah the carpets messed up. If or the carpets off, like there had been construction in our house while we were out of town, and the the construction men, I guess, didn't for some crazy reason didn't know where the uh, Persian runner w- went. <laughs> So it was out of place. There were moths. It was dusty. There was a lot of dust because uh, no one had dusted. And Natasha got this like weird like twitch look and and things got pretty bad. I think maybe you cried, but I can't remember what it was about. I don't think that was about me. But um, But then we went down into my RV and I had left the door to my RV open. And then I... Uh, I got a I got a pretty big tongue lashing. Well, because I said, "Are you trying to attract the mice?" Because the Which mice the, were in the RV. So then I started. They to were get, not in the RV. I saw they droppings were, at some point in the RV. Yes, a long time ago. So in the in, uh, in the not this RV. You mean the one that I used to own? I don't remember, but I years just, ago you would say. Yeah. So no, not, no. When I was cleaning out the fridge, there were mice droppings in this current RV. Okay. So when you left the doors open of it for why, like an hour, why are you talking to me like I'm stupid? No, <laughs> I was. I that's why I. That's when I freaked out and I said, "You're gonna let mice in here." So I just started to feel like no matter where I go, there's gonna be like a mouse following me. So if I'm st- here in our house, there's mice, and then if I go in the RV to get away from the mice, there's a mouse in the RV. Well, anyway, I just didn't think you should have left the doors open in the area where we'd seen mice. I believe the words that you used were everywhere you walk. It's like an explosion went off. (laughs) And that's when I had to I ran away. Yeah, but you know what? You've been you've been really good. Well, thanks. So hold on. Let me let's get into it, because the truth is that this is going to be a more revelatory episode of the Endless Honeymoon podcast. Being a mess is we were we were we got we had so we had a big conversation about it and i'm sure there are some people that relate to this being a mess for me is it's not cuz you felt and you were saying what what were you saying like it felt like i was inconsiderate like i was you know not thinking of you when i would leave a mess right mm-hmm. and like i'm sure for my mess for my for my pig pens out there like <laughs> Being a mess is, it's really about my brain. 
like having this brain that I just, it's so difficult. People always in my whole life have told me like, just keep a schedule. And I'd be like, but I can't remember to put the items in the schedule, you know, like, and it's like my brain doesn't register. I should clean up. I just am walking through life like literally I think pig pen is pretty much the patron saint of people like me because it's just like chaos around you right like I'm very clean but you're not a chaotic person why does it come out in that way well I think it's honestly because my mother is like that and she's much worse than me and she was a she is and was a hoarder but used to be much worse and she never taught me how to clean up after myself and I and I actually I love her but it's something that I resent her for Ah, interesting, because my mom, we were all about cleaning. My mom never. I was always cleaning. Never. I used to uh, vacuum the ceilings. I don't think I ever vacuumed anything. I don't think anyone vacuumed my house. In fact, so much so that when my mom moved out and I moved all of her stuff out, because when my mom moved out of my childhood home, I took it over. And uh, it was a rental, but but it was the rent was so cheap that I decided to stay and pay the rent and, and move a bunch of friends in to my childhood home. And we took all of my mom's stuff out. I got sick for like a week and a half from all of the dust and the disgusting sort of like layering of life with the cashers. Like, so I look at myself and I go, wow, I've come such a long way. But you look at me and go, this is pathetic, right? So you had a really, well, so you, then you sent me an article. So then, so I, so oh, my point of all that was that like, like oh, by the way i want to clarify because it sounds like i'm like disgusting i'm not disgusting i'm like he just everywhere I, he goes it's like there was an explosion <laughs> yeah that would be one way to put it yeah and it's like a core issue like when i get when you say stuff about it i don't feel i feel like embarrassed by it you know it's because it's like such a core thing because i'm very well put together as a person like i'm very like neat and 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 like I'm very clean as a person too. Like I bathe, but if you go go going into my my childhood bedroom, I would say a foot of stuff, like climbing over toys and to get to your bed. Yeah, like really. So I've come a long way. But when you when that's that's how you would fuck chicks when you were in like high school. I would like toss stuff under the bed, probably. Mm. Yeah, but I'm talking even when I was young, young. I would have like. Like just stuff everywhere. And so from my perspective, I'm like, wow, look how far I've come. But from a normal person's perspective, it's like, damn, I live with a fucking slop house. And anyway, when you check me on it, I get like uh, defensive and embarrassed. And also I would say that the, the explosion line isn't, I wouldn't say the greatest approach. But anyway, I'm embarrassed by it because I know it's awful to deal with. And so I looked it up and I did, I spent this whole week and I sent this article to Natasha, like, how do I change? Because my whole problem is I can't remember to remember. It's not that I'm like, can't remember. It's I can't remember to be mindful. You go, just be mindful. It's like, I can't remember to be mindful because I'm, I'm not mindful. And so anyway, this article for my slobs out there, for my sloppy, sloppy, slop slobs, uh, this article really helped me. It was, it's, it was like broke it down. And, and the, the description that this, I'll, maybe we should put a link to it. Uh, in the in the Instagram, but the uh, the description of it like was like I was like reading it. I was going like, oh yeah, this is me. You know, when you take your jacket off, you just drop it on the floor when you walk in the house. I was like, yes, and I don't even think about it. I just walk away. What is the joke you used to have when I drop some something? I said to you when I oh you said when you drop something, your instinct is to run away. It's so true. It's really true. I, if it drops on the ground, my instinct is just be like, let's get out of here. 
Like I, it's just, it's just a mind. It's a mind you can't understand because it's so like, like when you drop like the cap to the garlic salt, you're like, oh, you got to run away from. Like I feel like every time you cook, every time everything that that you use, like the putting it back isn't really a part of it. I just, it's, it's hard. Not part of the equation. It's, it's hard you. to explain it because it doesn't make any sense and it's so pathological. It's like, I just can't remember to remind myself not to do that. What about the idea that everything has a home? Well, okay. So now we're getting into this article, which is like, I can't, like, okay, I could break it down like this. Natasha's note is always be more mindful, stop being a mess. And to me, that note is overwhelming and impossible, right? It's like saying, it's like me saying, like, be less Italian (laughs) to you, right? And, but then I read this article and it broke it down into these really small little things that were really helpful to me. Like, make a list of things you need to do in a day. But I'm very bad with lists. So I got this plan. I was like, I bought a chalkboard. I bought a vintage chalkboard. It's really cute. I put it up in our kitchen. On Etsy. I bought it on Etsy. And I gave Natasha some chalk and I said, write down on this board all of the things that you want me to do and I will be able to do that. If you remind me of it, I'll read it and I'll go, I've got to do this, i got to do this, i got to do this and I'll cross them out. Because to me, that's what would happen when I would walk into a messy room. I would clean four things and I would just get overwhelmed to be like, because I have to clean this whole mess. So the other thing it was saying was, never leave a room in the same state you walked into it. As. don't make it worse make it better every time a little bit even a little bit so i've been doing that the last couple of weeks like i walk into a room i'm trying really hard to consciously make the room just a little better not to clean the whole room but just like i'll put this jar away i'll put this garlic salt away you know is that natasha's um triple xl um butt uh gaping tool yes let me scrub that off and put it back where it belongs in the gimp closet right like little stuff and Got that, got that. And then the other thing was everything has its place, which is more difficult. That one's actually more difficult for me. Knowing where, th- like, you know, your keys go on this hook. I just forget to do that, but I'm trying. I'm getting better. You, I've noticed a change. I like it. I liked your your passion. Well, it's embarrassing and it's not something I like about myself. I'm absent-minded and it's the same exact part of my brain. I'm super absent-minded and, that, and the pig pen stuff, it's the same thing. It's like the same... It's like there's a little tornado in my head and I can focus on other the stuff I can focus on no problem I can focus on but where the tornado goes it's a, it's just a twister and I'm up there like Dorothy. <laughs> <laughs> at least you're good at um language. Yeah, well that's <laughs> primarily what I'm good at. Or kind of I would say on, the only thing I'm good at. Um well let's take some secrets. Let's do some secrets. Now that we aired all of our dirty Dirty laundry, literally. Yeah, literally. Let's listen to some secrets. I told you one of mine. Hi, Natasha and Moshe. I have a quarantine low for the collective dump. I've been living with my parents for the past three months, and originally I was super nervous about masturbating because I have this tugboat, loud vibrator, and paper thin walls, but I just don't fucking care anymore I just close the door and put my headphones on like the world is on fire and if i want to nut i'm gonna nut is that weird am i gross is anyone else experiencing this i don't know anyways i'm an alumni of your podcast so you'll just have to guess which episode i'm from okay bye 
<laughs> the alumni. Uh, alumni. <laughs> the, she. Oh yeah, I remember. She's from the. Uh, if I want a nut, I'm a nut society. <laughs> I do think that this is a place that we're we're all gonna slowly get to. Jerking off for our parents to hear. No, just like who who was the Italian emperor who just danced when everyone oh, was Nero? burning? Oh, Nero. Is it Nero? Yeah, it's like that. I think. Right. That's going to be the... I heard someone describing it as before times. You mean our old life? Yeah. Everything's going to go back to normal. You think? Of, of course. Oh, but then it'll be really bad. What about all the trashed restaurants? Then it'll be really bad. What about all the trashed businesses? No. It, okay, right. No, what I meant to say is forget... What about all the people who no. can't afford to like Sorry. eat or pay their rent? Let me rephrase. Things will equalize. This is not the way we're going to be forever. But the future might be worse than this. How's that for... Before times. Before times. BT. <laughs> this is one BT. We went AD. We went BC, AD, BT. What's AD? Oh, you mean the real AD. Oh, you're saying. Yeah. I thought you were making up your own new ones. No, that's the timeline of humanity. BC, AD, BT. BT. Or Niti, New Times. Anyway, should we listen to another secret? Sure, but don't feel bad for doing that. Hi, Natasha and Moshe. Um, love the podcast. So I have a secret for you guys. When I was a nanny a few years ago, I, you know, took care of these kids all day and they kind of, you know, nannying job. But anyway... They, um, the family was pretty wealthy and they always had Rouse tomato sauce in the fridge. And at the time, I was vegetarian and didn't have a lot of things for me to eat. So when the kids were playing in the other room, I would stand in front of the open fridge and eat the Rouse expensive <laughs> tomato sauce with a spoon. Cold. And put it back when I was done. That's my secret. <laughs> Thanks so much. You know. Well, it's so funny that she's mentioning this because just yesterday, because I always buy Rouse, Moshe, because it's way better than any other jarred sauce I've had. And Moshe was like, we need to stop buying this. It's too expensive. That's not- Let's see if we can find a sauce that's just as good, but not so expensive. Well, I said we should Google to see if anybody out there has a and actually why would i even think of because it's like hold on yeah we've got a podcast we have real-time feedback we've got tens of thousands of people that can tell us if there's a sauce out there that is as good as rayo's rayo's tomato sauce which is like 13 dollars a jar it's not that much it is like three dollars more than a regular one isn't what if all I said was I just don't think it's worth spend, like saving $5 to have a bad meal. You don't think it's worth asking our podcast listeners to see if we could have an equally good meal There's and ragu? Save? Oh my god. When I tasted Rayos, you, you the, It was a game changer for me. I'm Italian. I know you are. <laughs> you know how Italian Natasha is? She cannot she doesn't know that other forms of food exist. Like, I mean, she does I, uh, I, um, intellectually, but emotionally, when it comes to like, like, what should we cook? She'll always be like, I don't know, uh, uh, rigatoni. 
And I'm like, well, no, okay, uh, well, how about a gnocchi? It's like every time you ever like, it's my turn to cook. How about a, be- uh, how about a, uh, what if I do a can- can- cannelloni? Honey, I'm not a cook, but I can make pasta. Well, Italian food is the best food. And Re- Rao's, whatever they're called, that Rao's. restaurant was good. It's good. I've and been they to do the tr- restaurant. The, the, the thing about Rao's when you eat there, apparently the one in New York, you know, you know about it? The one in New York is like, only Martin Scorsese can eat there or something like that. It's like literally impossible to get a, a, a table. But then they open. I opened, don't know anything about that. Oh, it's this little restaurant. It's like a legendary place. This little restaurant in, in New York that's lit- impossible to get a um, a table at unless you were in a Martin Scorsese film, basically. But then they open one here in LA and you can just eat there. It's very easy. And we've been there a few times. They do treat you like you are in the mafia in a great way that a guy with like suspenders and and cognitive heart failure will come over and just be like you're a good guy you come here you have a seat my friend that you chick, chick, oh, so chico. every time we went there it was oh like every that. time uh, how many for two uh, let me see what i can do and it like count off 50s and smoke a cigar but then they sell this jarred jarred Maybe spaghetti. they deserve to make a little more money maybe you could cut back on a new pair of pants and be able to eat the best you know, tasting, easy cooked. That's like an easy meal. All I'm saying is when it comes to money, like when it comes to food, let the Italians be in charge, right? When it comes to money, let the Jews do their work. (laughs) Okay. All I said was, let's find out if there's another spaghetti sauce that tastes as good. And you're like, I don't even want to look it up. (laughs) I don't even want to know. No thanks. It's like you don't want to even well, find out. I've been buying spaghetti sauce at grocery stores my entire life, so I was really excited when I tried that one because it was way better than anything else. But we're living in a golden. I'm talking about. But when you make, hold on, when you make homemade sauce, that's really delicious. I can make a good. Hey, I'll make a good homemade gravy. That's amazing. Why don't you do that all the time? Because uh, that's very difficult. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, you got to slice the garlic with a razor blade. That's amazing. You're so talented. You're a really good cook. Thank you. I, I make an array of food from gefilte fish to matzo balls. By the way, it's not like I love rayos. I'm just like... I love it. I'm saying what if... Not a good cook. And what, that is good. What if there... What if... Allow for the possibility. Live in abundance, Natasha. Allow for the... Po- I'm like Keith Raniere right now. What if... Okay... You could allow for the possibility that another pasta sauce existed in this world that was as good as Rayo's but cost six ninety five a bottle. Just, just before you rea- get into your reactive brain, think about that possibility. Live in that world where that exists. It's not reality, guys. If you know of a pasta sauce better than Rayo's, oh, by the way, we never even discussed this woman. Oh, this is disgusting. Horrifying. Yeah, I mean, of all the secrets I've ever heard, <laughs> this is the most disturbing. Uh, Particularly because we're trying to hire uh, a nanny <laughs> in COVID times. <laughs> <laughs> so disturbing. She's Can you imagine if you walked into your kitchen and you saw a nanny with her her mask pulled up over her eyes and she was just spooning spaghetti sauce, very expensive spaghetti sauce by the way, into her gullet and just oh she pulls her mask God. down, looking guilty. Yay! Um, no judgment zone. We're very yeah, no judgment. Except don't you're, do that. You're anymore. probably young, but you know, sometimes when even when you're young and you do things, you can like decide, okay, I don't do that anymore. That's true. You know, it's just a decision. I've done that about things in my life. Wait, that reminds me of an old Todd Berry joke. Um, he was talking about neck tattoos. Mm-hmm. And he says, Every time I see a guy with a neck tattoo, I think the same thing. Oh wow, you totally decided wait, you totally 
forgot to decide not to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what? We're going to cut that. Maybe we'll insert Todd saying it for real. <laughs> yeah. We should have Todd back on this podcast. He would be a good... Uh, I want to check in Todd. on him. Anyway, let's play another secret in the meantime. Todd's a guy that might have eaten at Rayo's, the real one. I miss all my friends. I miss, I miss everything. I also miss the road, but mostly because you'd be gone for a nice long weekend. <laughs> Not exploding all over my house you like you like it when i explode all over you though (laughs) that's what you've said many times okay let's hear another one these are good hey guys still loving your show so this is a secret so back in the day i dated this rich guy and he had a gambling problem and a drinking problem so he would take me to atlantic city or vegas and gamble and get really wasted and give me like $500 chips to gamble with as well. And even though I was also a drunk back then, I would keep lots of the chips and just save the money instead of playing with them. So, and then sometimes he would get like super wasted and I would steal like his leftover chips and then he like thought that he lost them all or whatever but he was kind of douche so I guess I don't really feel bad about it but you know it was a nice relationship anyway thanks for listening and hope you guys are chilling bye how about that reveal at the end she's like so I had this drug addicted gambling addicted alcoholic boyfriend and I would steal money for him pr- from him pretty regularly, <laughs> and he would ignore me as I lay in Atlantic City or Vegas. That was a pretty good relationship. <laughs> what was what was exactly happening towards the end? What, what was her secret? She, basically, he would be blackout drunk and give her $500 to go gamble with, and she would just keep the money. And Smart. also, she would steal his chips when he passed out, and he would go, oh, no, I gambled them all. I won't be able to afford Rayos. Wait, so he he thought that... He'd, she thought that he might be mad if if he knew if if he knew that she was just taking the money and he not probably gambling. Would be, he probably would be mad. Why would he care what she does with his you know his money? Pe- you know how these people are. These gambling addicts. Gambling addiction is something I've never related to. I when I lose very rough. I lose four dollars and I'm just like, okay, I'm out. I mean, I just can't. I do not have any part of me that has any connection to that. But like, if they're giving you five hundred in chips at the table to go gamble with they don't mean hey go buy yourself a $500 purse they mean go lose $500 on me wow or pay for our whole trip with your gambling earnings I don't know I once went to a um, to Las Vegas saddest thing I ever saw with gambling addiction I went to Las Vegas with a big group of guy friends and um, one guy couldn't afford the entrance to the orgy that we were there to be involved in so the me and the other Wait, boys just fucked each other. Orgy yeah, in Las we Vegas? were in an orgy, but there was a thousand dollar buy-in if you wanted to no. fuck to do the circle jerk. No, a big group of my guy friends went to Vegas, and we were going to go to this like UFC event, right? And we were, that was the whole point of the of the trip. And uh, but he had a gambling problem. We kind of knew it was a bad idea to bring him to Vegas. But uh, this was on Saturday night. We got there like Thursday at like three in the morning or two in the morning, and as we were walking to our bed. Uh, to our room he was like i'm gonna just i'm gonna play a couple of rounds of, of a couple of hands of poker and we were like oh no anyway saturday night 
but we were leaving to the fight, we came to the poker table, which he had not left the whole time. Mm-hmm. Thursday night, all overnight, came upstairs for a shower, came back, played all Friday night, overnight, Saturday, two, up for two days, hadn't left the poker table. We were like, hey, we're going to the thing that we came here for. And he goes, he turns and he goes, you know, I never liked UFC. It's uh, it's it's really violent. I just, I don't, I just don't agree. He came from the bay area to go to a ufc and then he fight. wanted to go back to the gambling table he just didn't want to he never left and he pretended that he had come on a trip to see a ufc fight under false pretenses and that he had a moral objection to ufc which i know that you do and you're kind of relating to this guy a little bit no i was just thinking i totally forgot that my grandfather because when i when when i was young we would go like a little kid we would go to my nana and papa's house and they were rich mm. And they had a pool and they had this huge house. But then all of a sudden, like, it was gone. Wow. And he uh, had to put over the deed to the house at a gambling place Oof. in Vegas. And so he was always going and gambling. I mean, they probably couldn't afford to be living in it anyway. So maybe it was really easy to lose. But it's a, it's a vicious addiction that I just don't really he just gam- don't get. My, my papa, I think, ga- gambled away the the wedding ring for his 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 my nana. Aye, aye, aye. I heard something even worse <laughs> that your grandfather did. What? Your, your dad told me. Hmm. Um, this is actually kind of really sad. I I don't even know if you know this, hmm. but because your dad told me kind of in in sort of confidence, but apparently your dad, your grandfather, your nana. Your, your papa gambled away the family's last jar of Rayo's pasta sauce. That's when he hit rock bottom. Rayo bottom. I think we should go. I think it's time to wrap this up. Okay. Let's go. I love you. I love you too.